So hello and welcome to ESPN Cricket Info Stump Mike. I'm Karthik Iyer speaking to you after the first test play of the second test at Lords. And I'll tell you what. Till this morning even I had a slight lingering sense of resentment towards how the Trent Bridge test ended. The fact that we couldn't get a result that went either way, one that we would have probably got a result, but a lord's test just feels different and it gets you back into the mode of cricket like like probably nothing else can with me today first up is alan gardner alan there was a sense at the start of the day when it was raining that oh my god here we go again but then we've got 90 overs in we've got a full day's play of test cricket that does feel good <laughs> yeah it was nothing more than a little bit of trolling from the english weather um <laughs> early on early in the day in in north london i don't think there was any rain forecast for today so yeah that was um a little bit frustrating it pushed everything back but we got 90 overs in um and uh, for all of the, the you know the cloud cover looked pretty ominous um and you didn't do too badly out of the day i think it's fair to say <laughs> too too badly is his rather <laughs> understating things alan with with alan today of course is varun shetty varun has been on our live report through the day varun this day has belonged to a dominant india batting side yeah absolutely and uh, i i suppose for me uh, this was covering a test match after a really long time so i'm i i sort of felt the effects of uh, staying away from test cricket so i i can't quite Is imagine it? how how long has it been i i don't think i've done one since uh, the england tour of india uh, not mm, that i can remember yeah. so what i'm trying to say is i i i think i know how uh, kl rahul's feeling uh, after coming back <laughs> into this test squad i do not fill up your workloads in preparation ah <laughs> uh, we we all struggle with limited overs cricket we all do <laughs> okay good you mentioned kl rahul so let's i think let's begin right there with kl rahul who scored a century at lords he's on the honors board and varun i know you don't like quizzes right So maybe I'll I'll we we tried this the last time maybe I'll excuse you from this one and we won't play it as a quiz but let's try and list down the Indians and Gardner I'm sure you can help me here who have hit a test run at Lords I'll go with the old ones first Vinu Mankar did it long ago Dilip Vengsakar thrice Gundappa Vishwanath once Ravi Shastri India's coach once Mohammad Azharuddin did it in 1990 and now we have the most recent five Gardner, do you remember who did it in 1996, very famously? Uh, that's that's uh, that's that's uh, the Surav Dada, isn't it? The the big cheese. Hmm. Mm. It was it was sort on, of on debut. 19, on debut in in 1996. We're going to skip the one from 2002 because I'm going to let Varun have a think about that one. It's it's a rather unusual answer. It's not something that would come to your head immediately. We had one in 2011 as well, and today we have had the second Rahul to do it. So Rahul Dravid did it in 2011, and KL Rahul today in 2020, 21. Alan, who was the last Indian to do it before KL Rahul in 2014? Oh, uh, that was a jinkia, uh, Rahane. Uh, in fact, I was um, minded to to look at that scorecard a couple of times today because of the similarity with England inserting India on, you know, what was supposed to be a bit of a, a green seamer. Um, On, I think on that occasion, and they squandered the advantage. Needless to say, but I think on that occasion, 
India finished the day 290 for nine or something, and they made 295. So <laughs> the, the, the extent to which they've um, improved on, on that showing, uh, thanks to K.L. Rahul and, and, uh, and Rohit Sharma today, um, is, is quite something at, at sort of 270 for, for three. Um, but yes, yeah, so Ajinkya Rahane scored a, a very good 100 on, uh, in 2014. I think I know 2002 as well, but I'm, I'm keen to hear um, to have uh, Varun have a go at it. <laughs> Varun, if 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 you if you want any hints, you know no, this. I, is, this I know is this one. I I know this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thankfully, I know this one. Um, who could ever forget Ajit Agarkar doing that? Uh, I, I was was Craig White playing in that match? I don't, I think he was. Uh, uh, it's it's the right sort of time. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not sure of the England lineup, but um, and I and Craig White was one of my my uh, favorite all rounders in, in that brief period. Uh, but maybe not his finest display. But, I mean, it, India made out 600, didn't they? Okay, so if India made 600, about 600, then <laughs> Alan, we'll start with you. Are they headed towards a similar total here? 276 for three after 90 overs. It's not something we've seen recently, especially in England, with any side that, that bats at any point in, in, in a test match. India are thoroughly ahead of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Lords has you know the, traditionally was a was a shirt front through the through the two thousands, um, and then has been has tended to be a bit more lively than that. There haven't been many. I think <clears throat> England scored four hundred batting first against South Africa about four years ago. Um, Australia smashed England in 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 twenty fifteen the twenty fifteen Ashes. Um, Smith, uh, Steve Smith scored a double, I think, and Chris Rogers got a hundred, and they sort of piled up five hundred plus. Um, but those have been pretty the rare sort of uh, occurrences. Like, I, and I suspect, I mean, and partly England uh, route Joe Root, I think, was was foxed by that that the weather at the start of the day and and the sense that it might um, you know go all over the place under under the clouds. Um, but they have also been a bit stuffed on recent occasion by choosing to bat first. They got bowled out for 85 by Ireland. Um, they got bowled out for uh, 180, I think, by Pakistan, um, as, uh, you know, just a couple of years ago. And then India got inserted in 2018 and got, got done for, uh, on the second day, having the first day got washed out, they got rolled over for 104, I think. So, um all those things kind of must have been going on in in the back of Jerry's mind, and and including what happened last week at Trent Bridge, um, that England aren't you know aren't uh, the strength isn't in the batting, <laughs> um, and they but they didn't perhaps bowl as well as they could have done um, today, and I, I I would think that they they'll go again tomorrow, uh, hoping that you know a couple of early wickets and they can still. Uh, knocking you over for under 400. Um, I mean, New Zealand uh, at the start of the summer made 378. Devon Conway made 200, but they, they didn't get to 400. Um, and I mean, England then batted badly and, and you know, were, were on the back th- foot throughout that game as well. But they're, they're, I mean, should think they'll they'll come back renewed in the morning. I don't think they bowled. Um, they, they weren't all culpable. James Anderson uh, uh, maybe didn't reach the these high standards, but there are, there are a couple of good balls in there. Um, and Ollie Robinson plugged away. Sam Curran has looked a bit ineffective. They obviously have the spinner in the ranks um, this time around as well. But, um, I mean, India is certainly well in control. Uh, it's not, It's I don't think it's quite up there with Brisbane. I was on commentary and people were talking about Nasser Hussain's um, Gabba, Gabbatoir um, mistake in 2002-3. In, in um, 
but uh, so I'm not sure it's quite that bad yet. But <laughs> but um, India is certainly well on top. So KL Rahul specifically, Varun, he scored his sixth test century today. Now, we spoke about it in the first test as well as to how important those knocks were for him. He was not expected a few months ago to, to play any role in this series. Not, probably not even a bit part one, if, if that. There are probably two ahead of him in the pecking order. I don't think they're there anymore, KL Rahul. This, this is how you, you seal a spot in an in 11 that is so competitive, right? I mean, you're going to get maybe one, two chances and I don't think anyone has taken it as well as KL Rahul has. Yeah, spot on. Uh, and it, it, it sort of, uh, you can draw a parallel to Rohit Sharma when he was trying to establish himself in the Indian team, uh, where you can clearly tell that guys like Rohit Sharma, Virat Kohli and KL Rahul are possibly the top three batters in India in terms of uh, all-round skill and I suppose this was just India trying to give Rahul a longer rope because you know he's he's still not past his prime uh, by any means and uh, he's he's taken the opportunity really well uh, and on that point of whether he would be you know expected to play uh, I, I remember sort of having a discussion with uh, I think it was G Stats and Shashank before the series began that if India's keeping Rahul around the squad and if it's a five-match series, we're going to see him at some point. Uh, my prediction was he would come in at some point for Pujara, uh, who, of course, has is having troubles. Uh, I thought I thought we'd see Rahul in there at three at some point. Uh, but uh, such a stro- stroke of luck for him uh, that uh, Gil and Mayank were both out. Uh, and uh, if you remember, it was Agarwal who took his spot in Australia all those years ago. Uh, and he's taken it right back from him. And is finally coming somewhere close to the KL Rahul we saw in 2015-16. Uh, uh, you've got to remember, this was a guy at one point who had uh, 50s and 7 consecutive tests or something like that. Uh, and uh, this is something else I've touched upon uh, during the IPL, especially of how KL Rahul's had so many identity crises. Uh, uh, when he When he started... When he stuck around for just an hour in the Trent Bridge test, uh, there were posts all over Twitter about, uh, you know, screenshots uh, of Rahul and his changing stance and his changing technique. Uh, it's, it's clear to see that he's fiddled around a lot. But I suppose a lack of red ball cricket over the last 18 months has somewhat given him clarity or at least space to just keep it simple. And simple is what it looks like right now, uh, just like it did. Uh, back when he was touted to be the next big like red ball star, you know, uh, the the rise of KL Rahul as a limited overs player was possibly not anything anyone could have predicted. Uh, but the kind of innings he's played on this in this series uh, is is more like what uh, he was meant to be doing, and and I'm glad he's uh, uh, back in the reckoning now and strongly so. You mentioned uh, Varun KL Rahul at number three. It is likely that we will see that as well during during this test series, but more on that a bit later. Now about KL Rahul, you have followed him more than most. He's a Karnataka boy. He's a Bangalore boy, although Mangalore do have a... <laughs> well, I'm a Mangalore boy, technically. <laughs> both bo- both uh, Twin Cities have, have a claim to stake as well. But you mentioned that you expected him to see it, that the team, the team management is keeping him around. That means he's going to play a part. So you probably know him and I followed him more than most. 
what is it, if anything, that you can pinpoint that has exactly changed with this Rahul? And, and, and is this scale Rahul now sustainable and someone who will be India's opener or top order batter for the next few years in this in this WTC cycle at least? Well, uh, the the most distinct thing that I can see at the moment is that he's a lot more secure. Uh, I suppose uh, when two openers are out of reckoning and like India's choice, if say KL Rahul wasn't fit, would have been Pujara to open or maybe Vihari to stand in and open as well. Uh, so first of all, I don't think there's pressure for a spot anymore, uh, which uh, which is a big feature in, in Indian cricket recently. Uh, you you only get so many innings as a batter in India. Uh, so that, I suppose, is number one. And the second is, again, going back to the part about how he looks like he has more clarity with his game. Uh, the thing with players like him and Rohit, for example, is that at the base level, they're... they're games are really, really strong. It's a really tight technique. It's a really tight uh, temperament when they get going. Uh, and clearly, someone in the setup has uh, managed to get that out of him. Um, more than anything, a player like Rahul needs backing, which, uh, like I mentioned earlier, he got by being around the squad. Uh, and I think the fact that he's not really playing uh, for an opening spot, because remember, he, he was on this tour touted to be a middle-order backup. So, at this point, I think he's just playing freely, uh, he's playing uh, fearlessly, and he's playing uh, very, very diligently, uh, which is pretty much the flavor that we got when Rahul burst onto the scene. Let's shift focus then to KL Rahul's opening partner, Rohit Sharma. Alan, I'm looking at my notes here about Rohit and I'm not going to read them out because quite honestly, and this is me judging what I've written here, it sounds, it all sounds a bit condescending. I've written, this is the Rohit Sharma that nobody expected to play well in England, where the ball swings, where, where, where he didn't, People said, we said, a lot of us, that he didn't have the technique a few years ago. But this is also the same Rohit Sharma that has shown us in India over the past few years, especially when he's been promoted to open the batting in test cricket for, for the country, that he can do the job. I mean, he's got those 30s and 40s, but he's done his job when he's been given the chance anywhere anywhere in the world. So I am not going to repeat what, 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 what I have exactly written here because I feel it's a bit patronizing towards Rohit. And... He is such a good player that it doesn't matter whether he's playing the king of swing bowling. He can still give you innings like like he did today, one that probably deserved the century at the end. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you've covered most of the ground, haven't you? Uh, um, <laughs> but it, it probably is fair to preface it um, with the fact that this, I believe it was Rohit's highest um, score in an overseas test. Um, and for, is that right? That, that 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 is absolutely right. So right. Rohit Sharma, I am just pulling up the stats. His score. <laughs> so it's it's taken him a while to to, to produce this, um, you know, uh, in in unfamiliar conditions. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time. Uh, we talked, I'm sure, about um, Rohit's kind of um, setting the tone at the top uh, in India, uh, and certainly he did that in very difficult conditions in um, in Chennai and Ahmedabad uh, in in the series earlier in the year. Where, you know, when England toured there. Um, this was a different kettle of fish. Um, and 
you know, given the conditions that um, uh, England had opted, opted to bowl in, uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't banking on... Well, I think this was the first 100-run opening partnership um, by a visiting team, or certainly the, the, only one of two 100-run um, opening stands since 2016 in England, because it's been so hard to, 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 to bat at the top of the order here. Uh, for a while now um and and having been inserted i think the last time that had happened at lords was um 2008 uh when when england did it uh, um against south africa so yeah i mean you weren't putting massive odds on on rohit and 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 kl uh role uh reaching three figures and, and it was interesting to see the contrast that you've obviously talked about how Raul played through the day, but early on he was so watchful, so restrained, um, and, and he he um, earned the rewards later in the day. I think he eighteen off hundred balls, fifty off hundred and thirty seven or something, and then and then he began to open up and play a lot more shots. Um, with Rohit, um, he, he just uh, looks looks uh, classy from from ball one. I mean, um, I, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of. Uh, the I mean, there were plays and misses throughout the day, and uh, but England didn't didn't really create many um, clear chances. Um, I don't think they reviewed um, a couple of LBWs that were going over, uh, and there were yeah there there were there were the ball passed the bat as you'd expect, but um, yeah Rohit just um, looked looked to the manner born, uh, and, and it's I think this is a pretty good Lord surface as harking back to that that point about uh, they have been a bit up and down a bit changeable um not quite so um default bat first as they as they were at one stage but um no it looked a good pitch um and Rohit Sharma's got all the shots I mean he <coughs> made all the early running he, he'd scored sort of 80 out of 120 I think by the time um he got a peach of a delivery from Anson uh, by the way uh, that did finally get him out um he took on the took on the the, the the extra pace when Mark Wood came on. Um, he boffed Bowie Alley down the ground, um, just you know, just to show that there, there weren't any demons there. Um, and and I think you're, you're right. The, the expectation was he was going to go and get a hundred at that point. Uh, his first, what would have been his first, you know, in an overseas test, and and I'm sure he'll be itching to do that. But yeah, there were there were there was no doubting his class. I think um, today. Mm, 83 today is his highest score overseas versus England. The others are 79 versus Sri Lanka in 2015, 72 versus New Zealand 14, 63 versus Australia in 2018 and 53 versus Australia in 2015. He's, Varun, he's going to want to add to that, right? So this is a question we asked on social media. Alan alluded to it as well. So will this be the series where he gets that overseas test 100? It could well be. Uh, I think th- today was the best chance. Uh, uh, but like Alan mentioned, you don't really back openers to get too deep in the innings in England. Uh, so it, it is going to get increasingly difficult. Uh, I, I I don't I can't predict for sure that he's going to do it. Actually, I don't I don't feel too confident in making that simply because of the odds. Uh, if if there was a day that he would do it, it would be today. Uh, and uh, I must admit, I'm slightly disappointed that it didn't happen. Uh, because uh, I, I think he is the most improved cricketer uh, in the Indian Test team, uh, uh, even more so than Rishabh Pant, I would say, uh, and absolutely bossed the WTC cycle last time round, and did a job when uh, basically everyone on like he. I don't think he's had 
uh, a fixed partner every time he's gone out to open for India. So considering all that he's brought, uh, considering all that and also considering Pujara's form and, you know, Rahane's shakiness, uh, he's really done a job for India over the last 18 months. Cheteshwar Pujara. So it, it, it's been 2000, early 2019, his last test century. Now, test centuries aren't the only marker of, of a great test batter or a great test innings. Now, Pujara played a few good knocks in, in Australia. He was key to that Indian victory in Australia at the start of this year and at the end of the last. But questions Varun, are being asked and they're being asked more and more as each innings passes by. Is it time that the dreaded D word gets thrown around? In the near future, yeah, I, I, I do see it happening. Uh, but I think this is something he will be able to figure out. Uh, I remember, you know, before Dravid came back and uh, eventually got that Lord's 100, uh, he had he had a bit of a patch like this uh, overseas where he seemed unsure of his off stump. He was worried about the incoming delivery. He was, uh, you know, wary of protecting his stumps all, all the time. Uh, and it, it's a similar sort of thing happening with Pujara. I mean, again, uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for narratives, but... Pujara is the one who, you know, jumped in when Rahul was having, uh, when Rahul Dravid was having that, uh, uh, you know, a lean patch. Uh, he was promoted to number three in a chase and he, you know, absolutely bossed it. Uh, so I, I suppose uh, some sort of a narrative like that is going to play out. Uh, but the thing for me is India haven't really blooded another number three, uh, which is what makes me say that uh, Pujara could figure this out and uh, force his way back into the team. Uh, but yeah, it does look pretty dire at the moment. He was uh, not, he's not been assured uh, every time he's at the crease. He was really scratching around, poking around for runs. Uh, also a bit of, you know, misfortune that he came into bat, uh, bang in the middle of Anderson's most fiery spell on the day. Uh, but then that's where you want Pujara to be. You know, that's what this Indian team expects of him. And uh, he's not quite doing that role at the moment. Uh, he's another person who's had, <laughs> I guess, some identity crisis. Uh, you remember when intent was just, uh, just when, when intent was was a just-born child in Indian cricket. <laughs> and <laughs> they were begging for Pujara to show some and he went and ran himself out a couple of times. Uh so I, I suppose these sort of questions linger with Pujara. Uh, in Australia, he had a job that he did really well. Uh, but you can't hang around, like I said, in as an Indian batter without, well, if not big runs, at least 50s uh, regularly. So, yeah, the D word drop, right? right? <laughs> uh, yes, I, I think that that is hanging over Pujara's head. Uh, but who knows uh, if there's a second innings here because... Uh, these look absolutely pristine conditions for batting. Uh, and even if it does sort of dry out and start taking a turn, uh, I think he'd be equipped to score that, uh, to score runs on in such conditions. So, yeah, I, uh, I suppose there is a, a ticking timer on Pujara. Uh, Vihari and Rahul and... Perhaps even Agarwal comes back in as the number three. Yeah, and 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 yeah, it's not just the number three, right? We know people can slot in there, and you've had Surya Kumar Yadav has been bought to England. He he he's not a young gun, so if he 
maybe he gets his chance, he gets his chance in the series at whatever position in that batting batting order. Yeah, but the the one the one redeeming thing I suppose for Pujara is if you look at India's combination today, uh, they've shown that they're willing to go with four fast bowlers, uh, even if one of them is in Shardul Thakur. So it becomes a really thin lineup, and so if the openers fail, at the very least you need one of these three seniors to take the game deep. Uh, which Pujara is still capable of doing at least that, even if he's not scoring massive runs. Um, so I suppose that's one sort of redeeming factor he could have. Uh, but based on India's decision today to, you know, say, okay, we'll stop the specialist batters at number six, then we'll have Jadeja, and then it's just an old-fashioned Indian tail after that. Uh, it's a very, very aggressive, bold move to do that. So... I don't think India would be thinking it, uh, along those lines uh, in terms of Pujara just hanging around and you know uh, playing out the playing out the overs. Uh, so it it does look tough, but if anything, that could be something that keeps him in the team. It it was it was a bold move by India, and and it paid off, Alan. And it could have been a whole lost worse for England if it was not for James Anderson. Now he was an injury doubt before this Test match. Uh, how? How will England ever do without without Jimmy? <laughs> well, that's a question we've been asking for several years, several summers, um, and I don't think we're that much closer to answering it, really. Um, <laughs> I suppose on the um, uh, on the one hand, the you know the, the other guy who who impressed to, to a degree today was Ollie Robinson. He's the he, and he's playing only his third test. Um, yeah, he he was brilliant in the first test match as well. So yeah, yeah, um, and and I mean England. Uh, I mean, it, we, we're not going to thank. Thankfully, we're not going to talk about the batting today. <laughs> you know, there there are there are bigger issues than um, you know who's going to take the new ball in the coming years. But that is you know that is going to become more pressing because Stuart Broad is missing this test this series. Um, in fact, uh, because of injury, and and Anderson is thirty nine. Um, albeit, you know, in his head he's still twenty nine, but um, uh, <coughs> and he is the the man that sets the standard. Um, as I say, whether they were quite on it at the start of the day, I don't know. Um, I don't think they bowled badly. India only scored sort of eleven runs off the first ten overs, something like that. Um, but that you know, the open the life of an opener is is um, getting your head down and um, making the most of. Uh, what little luck you do get, um, and and then Rohit was unlucky in that he got the ball he did from Anderson um, at the point in the day he did, and as Varun says, Anderson had uh, actually sort of found his mojo at that um, at that stage. Um, I think he sort of pitched one that went uh, away from Rohit and sort of you know uh, jumped at him from a length, uh, and then the next one was lining up as another outswinger, but uh, a little bit fuller went the other way and and just. Kiss the pads, kiss the top of off stump. You couldn't do much better than finding, you know, that tiny gap from a guy that's on eighty three, not out, uh, and looking as good as as Rohit was. Um, Pujara was a little bit more of a gimme wicket in the form he's in. Um, you know, hung 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 one out there in the channel and and got the edge. Um, but yeah, they they looked a little bit um, toothless. Mark Wood's pace was good, but as we've seen before in England. Um, if it just, it, you know, it might be quick, but if it's going sort of gun barrel straight, then teams or batters uh, can deal with that. Um, his record in England, I think his average in England is something like 42, 43. It'll have gone up a few today. Um, 
and it's been in in overseas conditions um and um, in where where that extra pace is uh does give him uh an advantage um whereas in england you're looking more at what you can do with the seam movement and swing uh, and wood doesn't really have that it isn't a strength of his sam curran still looking more like a you know a, a, a fifth seamer um and all the i mean stuart board tweeted i think about how he thought curran had bowled a lot better than his figures and he was he was swinging it at, he's not really changed a lot as a player in in the what two three years since he was man of the series against india albeit that back then they hadn't seen him uh, and now you know everyone has got used to to what the, the sort of thing that Sam Curran brings to the table, um, but yeah, they they, um, they were they were gasping a little bit for uh, for a breakthrough, uh, and they were probably a little bit lucky in the end that, that Virat Kohli did give them one. Um, um, for all that that Robinson kept plugging away, uh, and and you know the, the second new ball probably brought a little bit of extra um, zip from the surface. Coley could arguably have left that delivery um, that, that that ended up getting him out. So, uh, yeah, the fact <coughs> fact India did uh, the selection they've gone with the tail is a bit longer. That will sort of aid England's um, uh, impetus in the morning to, to try and you know get through, get get Pant out there, get get into into Jadeja, and then I mean yeah, I'm intrigued as to who's going to come out at number eight. Actually, I think Jasprit Bumrah was carded <laughs> was carded there, but it's a uh, you know it could be draw draw. Uh, straws couldn't it between between those four but um uh, alan you you say number eight but remember when i before we came on air when i said the d word you thought it was declaration we, we may not even see <laughs> well, india's that, number eight yeah. that is the old that is the other option um and uh yeah uh, <laughs> england lingland looked to be on the wrong end of uh, this series that's all <laughs> from the early from the early showing you know one one and a bit tests um <laughs> We're we're all becoming big fans of the hundred. Is 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 all I'm saying. <laughs> A word on on Virat Kohli's dismissal, though, and this is to all of you listening in. I blame every one of you who ever thought the num- word the number seventy one. Like I'm sure some of y'all tweeted it. I'm sure some of y'all thought it. That is why Virat Kohli got out today. That that century is proving to be a bit bit tricky for India's captain. Now I want to speak about the selections, but we're running a bit out of time. I think Alan's covered England selections. Uh, Hasib Amir, we'll talk about when England bat, of course. Alan, a quick word on Moin Ali because on the podcast before this, Andrew Miller he mentioned that Moin Ali, and I and I agreed with him that Moin Ali is England's probably England's best spinner available. But what was it not maybe his best day in the field, or were, were the conditions just not a day where Moin Ali is expected to perform like like you would think that he could? Yeah, I mean, he's got this good record against India, doesn't he? Um, I think first day at Lords uh, is not the sort of situation in which you expect him to to come in and, and have a big impact. He was uh, reasonably economical, I, I feel like I'm right in saying, um, but um, didn't create a great deal. I think he did hit... Um, the base of Virat Kohli's off stump, didn't he? Or, or there near mm. enough, damn it, yeah. via, via yeah. an inside edge, um, whether it did or didn't, um, the bail didn't move. So, yeah, I mean, he uh, he has helped balance the side, uh, arguably. Um, he's replaced Dan Lawrence, who is, uh, you know, is a batter, but is only averaging kind of 27 or 28 in test cricket. Moeen averages 
27 or 28, I think 28, um, and has got, you know, got test hundreds under his belt. And he is also a spinner with nearly 200 wickets. So um, it, the, the big question is why England didn't think Moeen was sort of worthy of consideration for the first test, I suppose. But um, yeah, his work will be done. Well, he might have more work to do tomorrow, but uh, he's got a role to play with the bat. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, England, England look at a slightly better side on paper, but uh, yeah, we, we're I think perhaps beginning to see where the um, uh, where the gaps between these two sides are on the pitch. Uh, never mind on paper. So um, yeah, then the, the next couple of days um, will will tell us more about whether England's selection has been good, bad, or or you know will have no bearing because of uh, the, the basically the lack of runs in their in their batting. The current 11s, there is a gap, Varun. Final word with you. And that gap for India is there despite the fact that their best spinner, for sure, probably their best bowler, I would say their best bowler, is not in the playing 11 for a second test in a row. My mind still boggles that that you can leave out our Ashwin. But hey, credit to India. It's going, it's going well so far. Yeah, and you know, I think... The, the the loss and the WTC final is still stinging them a little bit, uh, where there was decidedly you know a tiring of their three three fast bowlers. Uh, they decided to bring in the extra one, and uh, it's it's essentially a a formula that hasn't worked as well for them overseas. And uh, I think it was in the pre-series presser that Kohli mentioned that for this team, it's all about doing well in conditions that aren't their own. Um, and fair play to them, they, the, the selections have reflected that um, because Jadeja is batting far too well for, for him to be left out. And uh, there really isn't anyone uh, in the absence of Hardik Pandya who could uh, play that number seven role better. Uh, Ashwin's batting, of course, isn't uh, what it used to be. Uh, he's perhaps good for a 20 or 30 if the rest of the order has done well. Uh, Washington Sundar doesn't get into this test team as a bowler. So uh, fair play to them to for, for sticking to this formula. Uh, I mean, it, it does take some courage to leave out someone like Ashwin. Yes. And yes. Uh, well, I mean, they, they could well be 1-0 up coming into this game uh, with that strategy. So uh, it, it is working out. Uh, and I, I suppose it, it's it's shown a sense that uh, India are ready to move forward and, uh, you know, sort of uh, put overseas uh, tests, especially this early in the new WTC cycle, uh, on priority. Uh, they, they could sort of afford to uh, try out both spinners overseas uh, by the time their overseas cycle arrived during the last tournament. Uh, all the damage had been done at home already. Uh, so it, it looks like the, the scheduling uh, has played into their minds as well. Uh, but I, I, I do expect to see Ashwin at some point later in the series, uh, especially if India take the lead. Look, India are on top at this stage, but tomorrow we could well come back singing the praises of Dom Sibley and Hasib Rahmeet because that's how Test Cricket rolls around. Alan, Varun and you listener, thank you so much for joining us after day one of the Lord's Test. We'll be back with you tomorrow. 